Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Game Gravy Rewind Podcast. This is episode 39. My name is Anthony DeVirgilis. I am your host, and with me here, I have Michael Johnston. And we are from hey GameGravy.com. And tonight, we will be talking about an all-digital future, and if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, Ant, not to derail conversation so much, but... um. Florida was awesome coming out there and doing that live podcast. Did you get any games? Yeah, thanks for coming and visiting. Yeah, no problem, man. Did you get any uh, Leap Trade games while I was there? I don't remember. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got. I actually got four games in this week, so I was busy on the Leap Trade. I got in Gears of War Judgment. Nice. I got in Bioshock Infinite. got in Halo 4 and Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That's awesome. It's like um, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It, you know, it's it's really great because there's a lot of people that are trying to get rid of games that, you know, it might not be so easy to find in the store. But, you know, you can go on there, you can put yourself in the queue. As soon as it's available, they'll ship it to you. And, you you know, you can use credit or you can try to trade, you know, with another trade. So essentially, Lead Trade is a great place to trade in games and get new games. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've, I haven't really used it to trade, but I, I put a couple games up there. Hopefully I get some bites soon, so that way I can get some more awesome. games. Awesome. And you got them pretty quick, didn't you? Yeah, they came within a week. Awesome. Well, definitely have to keep checking it out, leaptrade.com, and I suggest uh, everybody else does too. Sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely. Go check it out. Yep. So, <laughs> let's start with the let's start with the negatives. Because I think that's a that's it's always you'd always want that bad news sure. first. So let's, yeah, it's always easier to start with bad stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what I've been saying since last gen, when uh, you know the kind of digital games kind of became a spotlighted feature on the Xbox, and then later on or Xbox 360, and then later on the PlayStation 3, is I always said that they were going to struggle getting it to be all digital this generation because of storage capacity. And it looks like that's no different going into this generation. Can you uh, agree or disagree with that? No, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, with the hard drives equipped with, like, 250 to 500 gigs, it's just not enough. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people give a lot of um, flack to Nintendo for only having a 32-gigabyte card in there. But even even that is it's almost comparable to the 500 gigs you get in a playstation 4 because th- it is the games are small yeah and that and they don't have to install 50 gigs worth of data just to play the game <laughs> that's true so that is true i mean you- also the cool thing is though you can the wii u is also expandable via external hard drive yeah so i have a two terabyte on mine and i don't think i'll ever fill that up probably and not. i have not in this not in this life yeah <laughs> expand of the system at least. and i have four retail games on there i have over a hundred indie games on there and i probably have 50 virtual console games on there and i'm barely scraping the surface so it, it, i believe that yeah so if that's any like indication on on how much memory that actually is like that's you know n- n- honestly like with my two terabyte hard drive i probably could go all digital nintendo um, I'll be honest with you. I have a couple retail copies, digital retail copies, and a bunch of indie games, and I'm still on my SD card. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I mean, I, could I fill it up? Probably. If if I bought every Nintendo game, you know, every retail Nintendo game, well, yeah, I, I probably would have filled it up or start filling it up. But I, you know, since they don't require installs, I do think that Xenoblade Chronicles X will it won't require an install, but I think it'll run smoother if you install it. I think mm-hmm. that's what I was reading. So that, that, that'll that be a first for Nintendo. Um, also, you know, this gen, 
let, let's get away from Nintendo and kind of talk about the other systems. So, um, you know, th- they both came with 500. I think some of it's coming with um, a terabyte now, like the Xbox is. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I, I think that I still don't think that that's enough for how much that they make you download. And th- I was going to say, yeah, they make you download the stuff for, the, for each title, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I know off the top of my head, I have um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. That's 50 gig um, of mm-hmm. an install. I have um, The Last of Us on PS4, and that's like 44 gig. So, I mean, you could see how quick that these that these systems could fill up if they... Actually, the Xbox One hard drive is 500 gigs. The, yeah, they, they released a, a um, terabyte model now, though. Yeah, it's like they just they just released it, but it the, like the one I have is five hundred because I got the day one. Yeah, so um, and and, and I think they're uh, I think the game sizes are pretty comparable, right across platform. Yep. Yeah, so oh yeah, yeah they're they're about roughly like forty to sixty gigs. Yeah, and I've been playing The Witcher, and that's over thirty gigs. So I, I yep. mean, they're, they're these games are not small whatsoever. And then you wow. have updates that are like nine gig. So DLC updates, patch updates, all that good stuff. Yeah, so 500 I I'm I'm literally have to da- um, delete stuff basically every time I download something on my PlayStation right now at 500. I was going to say that's that's the same state I'm in with my PlayStation 4 is that even without having digital I have some digital things but I del- had to delete all my digital games and even now I have disc copies on there every game that you have to play forces you to download the disc anyways. So I'm constantly de- deleting games in order to play other games and waiting for them to load. It's just annoying. So I, I think we so. could say that right now what we're talking about, what's negative, is the fact of they don't really have a capacity, um, a drive capacity yet. That yeah, this gen system is not is not conducive to digital only downloads, in my opinion. I, I agree. Unless you go out of your way to buy an external hard drive and install it and upgrade it and do all that stuff yourself. I think for the average gamer, it might be, but for the hardcore gamer, the people that buy almost every title, and you know, I, I don't know how many people oh, that yes. is. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like us, but I don't I don't know how many people are we like don't us. Really, no, I don't think we count because we get a lot of press copy for games that we review and we work on. So, But you know what? Between that and buying the games that I do want to buy, because we don't get every game for free, I think that you know I'm, I'd consider myself a hardcore gamer. I I would think you are as well too. Yeah, it, it's not enough for us. I, I would so. like I would you know anyone that's listening, I would like you to answer this. How if you own an Xbox One or you own a PS4 or PlayStation, 4, are yeah. are they are the, are you guys full of capacity? Are you having to delete and reinstall or you know re-download stuff to play it? And then not only that, but I'd like to know on average how many games do you buy per generation? I, I'd be interested yeah. to know that or or even. Are you one of the people that already upgraded your hard drive on your own independently because you just didn't, ran out of space? Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how many games people buy per console because I would say on average I have probably between 30 to 40 per console. I don't think people measure it that way. I don't at least. I'm not like, hmm, I'm going to buy 30 games this generation or something and, like and that. And I'm talking you know about I mean? retail like, games. I'm not talking about download games because, I no, mean, I, I you get can it, get, like, a bundle still, and get, like, ten of them, like, right away. We can't foresee what good or bad games are going to come oh, out. Oh, I, I, mean? so I understand what you're saying, but I'm just I'm just asking, uh, you know, a guesstimate, a guesstimate yeah, yeah. of previous consoles. It doesn't even have to be how many do you have on PS4 and do you plan on buying, like... Oh, I know my Xbox One at least have 30 or 40. <laughs> Xbox One or 360? Oh, 360, Yeah, sorry. yeah. Xbox so that's what I'm saying. So I, I think last-gen 
between all my systems, I probably had between 30 and 40 games on each of them. So that's, I mean, you're looking at 190, or I mean 120 at maximum. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of games. And, and that's not considering any downloaded games. I'm just talking about straight retail games. Um, so, in regards to being digitally equipped, I would say we're there, but not really. Yeah, I, I'm really going to – and you know the problem is, is as the systems get more powerful, they're going to the games are going to take up more space. Yep. I'm saying that even like this gen – I think uh, if I think I would need like a ten terabyte drive or something. I think th- I think it's a learning curve. It's like that bell curve too, as well for the game developers and even Sony and Microsoft themselves. I feel that near the end life of PlayStation Four and Xbox One, they will have figured out that people need more hard drive space. They're going to push digital content more by discounting it more. Like I was saying earlier when I was talking yeah. to you, you know, they're like, oh, we'll offer 25% off the digital copy instead of buying at the store for 60 and people are going to gravitate And as that. you said that, PlayStation Plus members have 20% off the uh, See? the, um, See the order in Bloodborne this week. But but they're going to have to come up with alternatives to hard drives, so they're going to release thinner systems with larger hard drives, like 2 to 3 terabyte drives. It'll get to a spot near the end of the life where it'll be like, oh, this is perfect. If they would have launched that at the beginning, everybody would have been happy. But well, I heard they have some... Well, um... way into like the next gen being hard drive compatible with digital copies yeah and and you know i've read some things on some of the um new drive stuff they have coming out and they mm-hmm. have drives coming out they're gonna be up to 100 terabyte so yeah yeah that which will be ridiculously expensive well but. yeah they have a new technology around it um but you know what everything comes down in price if those if if those are down in price by the next gen i guarantee you won't see discs but, uh, if you if Let's, you could stick a hundred terabyte drive in in there in your console, what do you need a disc for? You don't unless you want to trade stuff in. But then they come, that comes down to like key stuff, like again, and like saying, hey, I want to trade my game in. You unactivate or deactivate your key and then keep your key card, and then you can trade the key card in or something. Yeah, they'll or sell it online. They'll come up with something. So so totally. let, let's 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 talk on to the next part though, because I mean, being a collector and you being a collector. Digital is bad in a way where you don't get those cool art books or cool cases or anything physical that comes along with owning the game. So they do offer digital deluxe versions, and I don't really understand why anyone would buy a digital deluxe version. I don't. I, I don't think I don't <laughs> see you getting anything extra out of it. They might include DLC well, that you can buy later, um, but you don't get art books. You don't get statues. You don't get anything like that. No. So. And that, to me, that's bad. I like those physical things. I put them on my shelf, or you know, I you know, I like to collect those. Now, things. granted, they could still sell it later on at retail in a separate box, like where you pay twenty dollars oh, yeah. for the statue. But I, I mean, it, you know, it's, I think it's easier for them to bundle it into a collector's edition and get you to buy it that way. It's part of the ritual, though. I'm not going to go out of my way to go buy some statue or figure or book of something that I could have gotten with the game. It's more. I don't. I think it's just more fun personally. It's like the adventure of a release day, when the release day comes out and you get all this cool stuff that comes along with the game, and you're like, sweet, you know, as opposed to just yeah. going out of your way and buying it yourself. Like I wouldn't. Sometimes I just wouldn't go do that. Yeah, I could agree with you on that one. Because it's not needed, but it's cool to get, and it's your way of talking yourself into buying it. <laughs> Because you need the game, so. <laughs> so uh, I would say that that negative would be that. You know, you need you don't have um, collector's editions. I I would say that you kind of lose the the extra swag. Yep. Um, I think another negative you have to look at is not everybody has high internet speed. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> you, you have to look at it like that just because, you know, maybe you or I have high internet speed. Some people don't have the same speeds we have. It, it, That's you true. cannot download a 50 gigabyte game on DSL. You know how long that would take? Probably forever. Yeah. Or at least like a week. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, So it, until people are on average, I would say, 50 megabyte a second down, you really can't see the all digital future Chances feasible. Chances are, if you don't have internet, you don't have fast internet, you probably don't have a good system. Any, you probably have an old system anyways. Because why are you going to waste money on a next-gen system that's based on fast-speed internet if you don't have it? Well, I mean, some people just want to play single-player games. They don't. You don't necessarily need online to play a single player game. I don't know. It just feels. I don't know. That's a whole other topic. The, the problem. The problem <laughs> is, Mike, is me and you are tech techies. Like, like yeah. we kind of like gravitate to being higher in the tech industry and having like the the latest and greatest tech. Not everybody's like that. Um, th- there are a lot of people out there that still don't even have internet. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're not like that, they probably just have an older system, like a PlayStation 2 or something like that, or 3. Yeah, but they still might want to play the newest, the latest and greatest game. Well, then tell them to get faster internet, <laughs> man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> until Google takes over the world, you know, and, and has their internet in every yeah. city, then... The Fiberland. Yeah. Hey, honestly, I, I would love Google to come down to my area. I would love to have Google internet because you know that, that you'd have complete uptime. You know you'd have the speeds that they're advertising because Google ain't going to lie to you about internet. That's their business. It's true. Well, they like to go to the middle of nowhere and lay it down, so you're in prime spot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they are hitting the whole Bible belt up in North Carolina and Georgia, so oh yeah, I, it's actually right. not that far from me. Nope. Just hit up Tweet Google. Dude, I already put in for it. I went to their website and <laughs> gave awesome. them my email and said, hey, let me know when it's in the area. And I told a bunch of people at work to do the same. Um, yeah. But I, um, I'm trying to think of some other negatives. Like, those are the three main negatives that, like, I can think of. So, like, from a collector standpoint, it would stink. From a storage capacity standpoint. From a trade-in standpoint. Yeah, I guess, I guess trade-in until they figure out something to do with that. Uh, even being able yep. to share them. Uh, you know, like, what if I want to let you borrow a game? You can't, you can't. Also, I, th- I think it's, it's the tangibility of it too, as well. I don't think people feel like they've received something tangible when they receive a key. Yeah. I want to rip open that plastic, you know, that's yeah, around you can't the do game. That with a I want to so smell the disc number. <laughs> you know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, smell this code. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I, I already missed the fact that you don't get to smell the instruction manuals. Cause those are basically gone. Uh, I, I just. I try to smell the disc or the the one sheeter that comes in under the stickers. <laughs> something in there. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, and and this kind of goes to like CDs and stuff too. Is I really like box art, and yeah. you, the one thing that's sad about like iTunes and stuff is, granted, yeah, you you know sometimes they'll slap a picture of the box art on there, but I love buying CDs back in the day because I love seeing the artwork inside the uh, the sleeve. Well, yeah, because they get cool artists to work on them sometimes, and then you know they have photographs and cool, just cool things with lyrics or whatever. I I know they they used to do that all the time with video games, and now we don't. Yeah, I so mean we still like, have great box art in video games, and some you could download the PDF, but the PDF I feel like is a crude, is just a crude table of index of here you go. Yeah, I mean I I do like the fact that like say for instance. 
Um, I never really used the digital manual on the PS4. I don't even know if they have them like the Wii U does. But yeah, they do. Okay. They do. If you hit the home button on the Wii U, though, you can um, click on the little digital manual, and it's it's all set up all nice and fancy, and you can like look through it. It's it's actually pretty yeah, cool. They do a good not job. Not the same on the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's cool though how they do PDF versions of it for like the N64 um like sleeves. Like they actually oh, like yeah. scanned up the original um instruction manuals on like the N64 yeah. games. Like that's awesome. Like that's really yeah. cool. It's like authentic at that point. Yeah. Um. So so I mean the digital manuals I, I would put in the middle category or like manuals in general I'd put that in the middle category because I do like the digital ones. I mean physical's still better in my opinion, but I do like the digital mm-hmm. manuals. I can't think of any more negative things. Yeah, and and I think manuals would go in the in between. Um, what what else are you on the fence on about like digital and um physical? Uh, well, okay. Here I we would go. say Here's lending games one. would fit in there as well. No, well, I mean, all right, expiration dates. I feel like I could get cheaped out of a game if I buy a game and it's digital, and then all of a sudden Sony's like, you know what? We don't want to offer game, this game or support this game anymore, so we're gonna pull it. Even though you paid for it four years ago or three years ago, I'm gonna we're gonna pull it, and you're not gonna have access to it anymore. As opposed to having a physical copy, you have the disc. So if you have the system, even if the whole network disappeared, you could still play the disc, unless it's something like Destiny, of course, because it's on the server. Yeah, but, or Diablo um, or something like that. Or, I mean, even Diablo, there's hacks for it where you can just play it locally. Um, I wonder what's going to happen to, like, Madden 25 or whatever the first one that came out was. Like, what, 10 years down the road when they're on the last Madden, are you still going to be able to buy the 10-year-old ago Madden? Probably just to pay, play locally. That's I it. mean, is, is EA even going to have that on the server, or is that Sony that hosts that? Oh, you see, yeah, oh, that's my question, is I don't know, and I don't want to find out. Because my feeling is they're setting secret expiration. This is like conspiracy theory. I don't <laughs> even think it's conspiracy at this point. But my feeling is they're treating this as licensed intellectual property, and they can take it and give it to you as much or little as they want. So if we purchase this game, we're purchasing the licensing to use it for like x amount of years and when they see fit they'll remove it and we are paying for the opportunity to play it as opposed to having a physical copy it's ours to keep we have it and we can play it whenever we want if we have a system well i know for a fact that's a negative that's a huge negative yeah I-, I agree with you and you know i know for a fact that like ea and ubisoft and stuff they will close the servers down on some of their older games I do know something you're you're speaking of though and nintendo pulled all the donkey kong country games off of their see? wii shop the, um, but they, since then they have put them on the Wii U shop, so I'm guessing their license expired for them with Rare because they probably have to go hand in hand with Rare in order to get probably. these games because or have to pay residuals. You know, yeah, because Rare developed those games, so I, I yeah. I'm guessing they have to like pay them um, at some point, and I, I'm even thinking they had to do the same with Donkey Kong 64, which is why we never seen it until this gen. Probably. Um, so that yeah, I, I I agree with you. That's a scary fact is that they can pull it at any given notice, and you yeah. it, and they don't have to give they don't owe you anything. It's their property, and you paid for just the code. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely a scary thought when it comes to the digital future, especially if they're collectors. And like I I mean, how many NES and SNES cartridges cartridges or N sixty four cartridges do you have laying around the house? I'm not going to count them, but a lot. But but a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, so you've seen them all. What if they were like, well, yeah, I know. So what if like, you know, five to ten, or maybe ten years ago, they're like, yeah, we don't want to offer these anymore. You would have lost all those games. Yeah, exactly. 
it's just crazy to think about that. So that might be happening in the digital realm. And there's like fine print that we just don't see. And I guarantee you that I know Steam. That's how it happens with Steam. So, but if you have it downloaded, you get to keep it, right? Well, yes and no. If a license expires or they choose to expire it, as long as you keep it installed, you're good. As soon as you uninstall it, it's yeah, gone. that's because that's what that's what happened with the Donkey Kong Countries. If you already had them downloaded, then then yeah, you can, you then you yeah you can play them as much as you want. But if you deleted them, they they, they weren't on the shop anymore, so you couldn't go back exactly. and get them. And it tells you that too. So I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I really don't think there's too many middle of the road. Um, arguments for all digital, really. I mean, I I, I still no. think lending the game, like I was saying, kind of fits in the middle of because you know I don't need to lend you the game. That really doesn't hurt me. Um, it's exactly. it's more of an annoyance. Uh, they do have stuff like share play on PlayStation Four, which is kind of yeah. kind of takes care of that. To be honest with you, um, or even what we did what this weekend, like I logged into my PlayStation and I was on my PlayStation on yours, so it's like. I could have played my games that I purchased digitally on yours. Exactly. And, and I think it's cool that you can actually use your login with PlayStation to, um, yeah, so we can both be on the same bonus. console playing on our own accounts, which is great. Yeah, we, we can unlock our own achievements and everything. I think we're derailing from the conversation. but <laughs> Yeah, so then let's, let's talk overall, about the positives I mean, because um, I think there are a lot of positives. Even though, you know, we started it off negative and it's, it, I, I don't want you to sure. get, you know, I don't want any of the listeners to get it wrong. I, I don't think that no, being digital. I'm not like, like condemning them or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I, so. I don't think that. Not the listeners, but the, the digital <laughs> Yes, <Yeah>, I'm <laughs> condemning the listeners. but um, Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it, I don't really, I don't think it's a overall, it, before we go into the positive, I'll, I'll even say it. Overall, I, I like the idea of a digital future. Sure. I like the option of having, I don't like being forced to go down the route of digital but i like the option of it so here's going to be my biggest positive and this is coming from somebody that is a huge game collector i have a huge collection of games um i like rare games i like you know not so rare games i I do i like games i like to get games that i like i like to get games that are hard to find so one positive about digital games is that there's no such thing as rarity that's true which is great if if i want to find xenoblade chronicles you know which is really hard to find you know, in retail, if I wanted to find that on the eShop, if they release that uh, as a virtual console game, they won't sell out. It's it's not a limited quantity. I can get it whenever I want. That's great. Yep. Yeah, I think the other bonus is cheaper prices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You don't have scalpers. Because they don't have to physically print discs. They don't have to, you know, print manuals or boxes or do anything. Well, right now they're not though. Saved. They're not cheaper. They're the same price. So that that's because they're still printing physical copies. That's what you're saying. If they would remove physical copies, that overhead wouldn't be there anymore, and they could offer the games for less. I, I don't think they would though. I think they'd stay with that sixty dollar price point. I I don't know, man. I I see them. If doing people it are a already lot. paying it, why? If people aren't buying the games, they're going to drop the I don't price. Know. If everybody's like, all right, we're not buying digital right now because the games are way too expensive or just a digital copy. I personally am not going to spend $60 on a digital copy of a game. I don't care how new and cool it is. I'm not because that's too much for something I don't have tangible. That's just my opinion, though. So if, if I'm like, I'd rather have a physical copy than just spend 60 bucks on something I'm not going to have in my hands. Or have to delete from my system because I don't have enough space to download it. Yeah, and you know, but like I, I agree with that. But, but the, th- but the thing is, is the game companies. They're already making sixty dollars on these games. 
I, I can't imagine them saying, hey, you know what, since we don't have all these manufacturing costs, let's only charge them 50 Let's give them a $10 break. I, I don't see EA doing that. I don't see Ubisoft doing that. To me, like they're already charging 60 so they're going to keep charging 60 Why Why not? The re- I'm sorry, the retail copy anywhere. And I had to have it that evening. Um, yes, I would. If that was the only way I can get it, I, I totally would. All right. Um, and maybe I'm I'm just stubborn, but I would not. I'd well, I mean, think about it this hands. way: if I if I went to Best Buy, I mean, I pre-order all my games so that I really want, so it's not, it's not really an issue to me. But if I went to GameStop on Friday and couldn't find Splatoon, then went to Best Buy, couldn't find Splatoon, Walmart, you know, all the regular shops, and I couldn't find Splatoon, I'm mm-hmm. gonna come home and buy it on digitally because I want to play that game that day. I mean, granted, it's my fault for not okay. pre-ordering it when I had the opportunity, but. Um, you know, or even if you look at it this way, what if I don't feel like going to the store at, um, midnight to go pick up a game? You can pre, um, preload games now and they unlock at midnight. So you can literally play the game at 1201. So, I mean, is, is it that ridiculous that you can't go stand in a line, pick up the game and go home and make it home by 1215? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but... Uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like, but uh, I, I prefer, hands down. I mean, I, no doubt about it. I prefer having a physical copy. But if again, if for the same price, if you know, if, if I can't find it, I'll pick it up. Now, if the physical copy was, I mean, the digital copy was forty dollars, and the physical copy was sixty dollars, you know that that would probably tempt me a little bit more. Yeah, totally. I know. I understand what you mean. Yeah, I might be a little tempted then yeah. to get the. Uh, the digital copy. So now here's another positive about digital copies is the fact that I can have them all in one little place on my, you know, on my system and I don't have to get up to switch out discs. I could just jump from one game to another. Yes. Or they're, they're basically in the cloud so you can just delete or download whenever you want and they're there and they're cross platform for like PlayStation at least. You have them on your Vita. Yeah, or PlayStation you get one, 4 one license whatever, to rule know? them all on most of the games. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think you'll start seeing that more with Nintendo. Um, Microsoft really doesn't have another system to put the games on. I guess they could do it between the 360 and the Xbox One, but I don't think they do. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're not going to be using okay. the Windows Phone, that's for sure. Although they, they do use the Surface for, like, Project Spark, let's say, that one, that one game they have on Xbox One. You could easily transition that from your uh, Xbox One to your PC or to your Surface tablet very easily and leave off exactly well, that's cool. where you're at. Um, so, so, so it looks like all the systems then have some sort of cross-platform in a way, which is great. And, and I think you're really yeah. going to start seeing Nintendo pick up on that a little bit more than they have been. Um, well, they did with the Let's Mario versus so. Donkey Kong. <laughs> um, they also had the other one, the Ali Ali. Yeah. That was their third-party one that did that. So I mean they're they're definitely moving to that direction. I think with their latest um, trend into going into the mobile phones, I think that's kind of what they're looking to do. They're kind I I honestly think they're looking to have that one that one platform like the you know they they're, they want to have like well yeah I pay five bucks actually yeah but I, I you know I really think awesome. what they really want is to have an infrastructure like Apple has with their OS. I I, I think. That's going to take them quite a long Well, I think that's why they made that deal that. with the um, that uh, cell phone provider or whatever you want to call them, the company DNA. I think that because DNA oh, yeah, works yeah. on back-end stuff on, you know, on mobile. 
devices. So I think that's really the direction they were going with that deal is they really wanted to have that library. I mean, I, I think at E3, you know, I, I don't want this to be a prediction show, but I really think that they're going to show off their new loyalty program. And I think it's going to ha- be based a lot around, you know, having that singularity platform. Yeah, yeah, or or the prediction podcast. podcast. But I think, but yeah, honestly, I could yeah. say that's that's probably the direction they're going to be heading soon. Well, we will see. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what other positives do you see from having an all digital future? I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is possibly cheaper prices, cross platforms, um, usability, quick usability instead of getting up, getting down. It'd be know, hard for you to be robbed. Yeah, and then you can just take your your name off the system and they lose all their license. Because that's the way the um, PlayStation works. If I I can go and I can take my account off my system online, and then that in turn deletes all their licenses. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a good sense of security. Now, with the the Wii, it doesn't work that way since it's not tied to your tag, it's tied to your system. So... Well, no, they just did the whole Nintendo. Yeah, they have the login, but it's not, your games aren't tied to that login. Your games are tied to your system. I thought the games were tied to the login. Now that's why they did that. No, whole I wish they were. You, the no, you're, you're, just your accounts are um, are tied together now. Oh, well, well that's why they made the deal with that. DNA. That's <laughs> what I was going into. Is is that's you know they they, yeah. they want well, that back end. They want that infrastructure. I guess we're yeah, just talking yeah, about in general, exactly. though, I guess. But that's pretty much all I have. I can't really think of any other uh, positives right now. I would right say now. that, uh, yeah, because I guess the, uh, that goes with cross-buy. I was going to say they can do loyalty discounts as well because then they know what you buy and you don't have to really register it. Yeah, yeah. but that just goes back to discounts, discounted games. So, I mean, I guess this is why we're still seeing physical copies is because the the balance of positives and negatives still aren't overweighing itself. Yeah, on the I, I, and I mean... <laughs> I'm sure we're missing some positives. If you know, if you're listening, hit us up in the comments. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, you're thinking of positives that we're not mentioning. Put them in the comments. I really want to see it. I'm yeah, because I'm sure there's here. positives <laughs> that we're not seeing. But I, I'm again, I could go back to discounts. But that's you know, we're just we're, we're just treading water with discounts. Um, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, in, until they come up with a good way to trade in games. Shelf like shelf well, space, you get the you know. You have more well, here's here's a, well that, that's a negative to me because I like seeing the the cases and stuff in my house. <laughs> Not to your wife, but well, here, it's a positive for her. Here, she here's like a negative for developers, though. I think it makes it harder to find your game. Yeah, because you're in the yeah, and if you go to games. any of the the stores. There's not very many games that are on the storefront, and older games usually don't come back up. Whereas if I go to GameStop or Best Buy, um, you know, I'm anything that they have is on the shelves. So I think that's a huge, you know, for publishers and developers. I think that's a huge negative. Um, I I don't know if there's, I, I guess, throwing sales every once in a while puts your game back up in the spotlight. But for for the most part, I I, yeah. I would say that that's a negative because when your game's not on sale and not in the spotlight, it's kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's just lost in the pile of games that are digital sitting there. 
Yeah, so I mean, I would say that that's a negative look hmm. look in at at a developer standpoint. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, that was just things. you know just just adding to the conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, I in in, I in the same turn, to keep in the same turn topic. though. Uh, here's the positive: if if I walked into GameStop at Best Buy and they didn't have the game and I didn't see it, I could have walked out with another game. Whereas I can use the search button on the uh, on the eShop or the yeah. PlayStation Store or the Xbox Arcade. You know, I could use the search button to type in the game and find it. So, you know, if if someone's going in and That's looking true. for a specific title, then it's a positive, hands down. Because if they don't find it at the store, they might walk out with something else. Yep. So so that's that's your positive yeah, spin on that. that. So um, let's let's say see what we have upcoming. We have our E3 prediction show coming up uh, in the next few weeks. We will also be doing um, a bunch of special podcasts from E3. Uh, we will have we, um, we're going to try to do each conference. I don't think we're going to be able to do Square Enix because I think that's going to overlap with Nintendo. So I don't think anyone's going to be able to watch it. Yeah, yeah. That that's the only one that might that might that might. You know, not get done. But if you know, if I can, I will. I might be physically going <laughs> there, everyone. So I might be able to get extra coverage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But <laughs> I know for a fact I'll be doing a podcast for the Nintendo one. So while I'm doing the podcast, the Square Enix one will be taking place. So that's why I don't know if I'll be able to watch and do the Square Enix one. So I'm gonna try to. I'll try to kick out twenty to thirty minute podcasts after each one. Um, that way we can give our impressions right away. And we'll kind of grade them right away. That way, I'm not like comparing them to other ones while I'm grading them. If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's a better way to do that. And then I'll, and then you know we'll, we'll all finish it with a with a nice big long podcast at the end. Long meaning like 45 minutes. But <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. No exactly. I, you know, I, I don't think that's good for us. <laughs> I don't think it's good for you, the listener. So um, yeah, and and we'll sum up E3 in a nutshell. And since and since I'm there, I'll be there. You can oh, do absolutely. a Q and A with me um, if you want. I might I might save that for a separate one though. That's that's fine. We'll still so get definitely all that down um, here. keep an eye out on GameGravy.com for um, all your E3 news. Our sister site Nintendo Fever will have extra coverage of Nintendo stuff. We will still be covering Nintendo stuff on Game Gravy, but they will have um, different and extra content over there. So keep an eye on both sites. Uh, any anything else you could think of? Yeah. No, that's pretty much it. I think we covered. Yeah. Everything oh, and Mike will be doing um, Twitch videos of The Witcher Three um, boss battles and such. So keep an eye on his Twitch channel, yes. and um, you know, hit him up on there, make fun of him, tell him how bad he stinks at the game. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if there's a, <laughs> something you want to see me Twitch, let us know in comments or tweet at me at at Mikeatron M I K E A T R O N, and I will do it. Um, I also created a special tab on the site called Exclusive Videos, and that's where I'm going to be posting all the videos that I do on Twitch or outside of Twitch. Also, one more thing. If you are an indie developer and you have a Kickstarter, please, please, please email me at ant at gamegravy.com. I do have a weekly feature I do. It's called Startup Saturday. I will help get you exposure for your Kickstarter. Um, You know, if if you really want to get it out there, that's what we're trying to do is help you get it out there. So definitely email me. That's ant a n t at gamegravy dot com. That's all I have. All right, everyone. The same here. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Mike. I'm Anthony. Peace.